Hello, this is an article uh, we posted on Dantons.com, and it's by a senior officer uh, for Palantir, I believe an, an advisor uh, for the government. So it was incredibly interesting to read um, and to hear the commentary in regards to the adversarial demand and situation when it comes to AI and the overall landscape that is unfolding, in which is looking fairly concerning, uh, some may argue, and is going to be argued within this report. But long story short, what happens is the US is, according to this advisor at Palantir, playing a game of what he calls cat and mouse uh, with adversaries acro across the globe. Um, obviously a pretty concerning picture. You can see in the article that all of these geographic commands are using data-driven technology, including machine learning and AI to act faster than those attempting to undermine the US interest and those of its partners. One specific example, is that the US Navy task force in which is striving to leverage autonomy and advancements in analytics to prevent the Iranian Revolutionary Guard from funding terrorism through smuggling of oil and the Arabian Gulf against the international sanctions. This kind of interlinks, by the way, with everything that we've been saying for a long time. The fact that software is exponential, it's not linear, and we'll get to that momentarily. But the fact that the individual, the nation that has the best technology when it comes to AI, is going to open the floodgates first and they are going to win first. At least that is the case made within this writing um, by this individual that works closely with Palantir. This monumental task is only possible with AI deployed through a growing constellation of commercially available sensors and autonomous vessels. And this is another point that I think is really wise to note. The fact that the government nowadays is much more interlinked with the commercial space. The lawsuit uh, back a few years ago in which involved Palante was centered on this direct issue, the fact that governments were looking in-house to build their technologies, and obviously governments are incredibly inefficient, incredibly unproductive, um, and incredibly slow when it comes to development of technology, so on and so forth. Therefore, you had projects that were labeling, they, they were supposedly meant to be made in the future, but in reality, they never were actually made. And this led to a lawsuit involving commercial clients and the government in the US specifically, in which said that you have to look towards the commercial sector first if you want to build new technologies because your projects literally suck and they don't do anything. And this is the commonality I'm seeing when it comes to uh, AI, when it comes to the government. And I think we're going to see a lot more collaboration within the commercial sector and the governmental sector, uh, specifically when it comes to AI development and this new era of digitalization, digital warfare, um, in which is going to become a necessity uh, for nation states, I believe, most specifically. They mentioned within the report, this employee Palantir, that two factors have constantly impeded the adoption of AI in the US defense and intelligence communities. The first, he says, is the slow place of emerging reliable pipelines that can guide machine learning models from development to deployment, persistent redeployment, so on and so forth. The second issue that he describes is even more fundamental. And this is a lack of trust within AI systems. We know for sure that over the past few years, Panther has undergone huge levels of criticism by um, what I would call very idiotic groups of individuals who have no idea what they're talking about, yet try to sound smart, uh, namely open democracy, uh, to name one. And there is a huge level of distrust in which it's created when you have a lack of information uh, regarding the technology and the business model, yet you still try to kind of um, pursue your ideology in an attempt to, I assume, profit later down the line. So you have a lack of trust according to this employee Palantir, which is a major issue uh, within his letter that he wrote about uh, in recent times. After all, relying on these algorithmic decision-making systems comes with a risk. For example, 
within the Korean Peninsula or other areas of heightened tensions, a computer vision system monitoring for enemy equipment or positions can be deceived by leveraging adversarial patches. And this can cause a lack of recognition by the machine learning model. And he puts simply uh, another example of an enemy headquarter vessel, um, vessel equipment or critical infrastructure that could be rendered invisible or in the worst case, even with human review and decision making in the targeting process as a target uh, and therefore uh, may cause the loss of a non-combatant life or critical infrastructure system. So long story short, he's basically stating here that there is uh, major dangers with AI and machine learning. It's definitely not straightforward. And even with the ability to review uh, the AI decision-making process via human, uh, this can still cause deep-rooted issues in terms of the um, accuracy of AI models. And within the, uh, a period of high tensions, um, one small issue could be disastrous when it comes to um, humanity's existence in the worst case, or, or even just tensions between nations. It could be disastrous if small issues are made. These algorithmic vulnerabilities only exacerbate public distrust, therefore delaying the adoption of the needed AI technologies, even as adversaries like China invest widespread in the resource of its development. And this is something that I've been kind of reiterating for a while now, the fact that there are some benefits of Chinese um, systems, the fact that the Chinese government is um, pretty much goes ahead with whatever it says in a very um, tranical manner, I would argue. Uh, and what you have is, 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 I believe, some advantages to this, whilst overall I think this is very disadvantageous, but there are some more short-term advantages that I think are wise to highlight. Um, I've spoken previously in the past in detail, and I've written about previously in the past in detail, the fact that I believe China will not win over the long run based on my theory of human organization and incentive structures and game theory. You can read that, you can listen to that uh, if you wish. But there are some advantages that Alex Cup has highlighted uh, in the past, namely the fact that the Chinese government does not care about the public consensus on AI technologies. Uh, without this democratic system implemented within China, the government can do whatever it wants, whenever it wants, with little input from the public, if any. This is not the case within the US, and this can often lead um, to very elongated, slower decision-making processes within the government. If you have backlash from the public when it comes to AI decision-making, when it comes to the implementation, of a new technology, then evidently this can he lead to, to, to much slower decision-making processes uh, when it comes to the use of a technology. And this individual within the article basically argues that nations like China don't have this uh, major disadvantage, one may say. They can just go ahead with what, whatever they want. They can invest with, within whatever they want, uh, regardless of the public consensus, regardless of a potential back backlash um, from society. So a very interesting kind of uh, dynamic you have, a comparison between a democratic state and also um, a tyrannical kind of authoritarian regime, uh, in which many argue is, 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 is the case within China. The US, he mentions, cannot assume any advantage in the AI race. We had very recently in the past few months, uh, chiefs from the Pentagon stepped down because they stated that the US was too slow in development of AI and China was five years ahead in many cases. Those kind of myths have been debunked by many so-called professionals, but it's still a case to take into consideration the fact that um, China could be ahead when it comes to AI technologies. And once again, as we'll speak about momentarily, this is exponential in comparison to Lydia. Uh, the person, the nation that wins this race will have the exponential advantage and it's very difficult to catch up once you have this exponentiality in play. To keep up with the pacing threats, including China, Washington, Washington must both accelerate the innovation pipeline, 
and build end-user confidence in AI through robust testing and validation offered by the public-private sector. And failure to do so would put the US at a severe disadvantage, he mentions. In terms of the elements of AI acceleration, the future is already upon us, this employee palantir writes. The advent of AI and other disruptive te te technologies, including autonomy and aug augmented virtual mixed reality, is creating a new era in which nations can and will make informed decisions faster than ever before. Um, once again, feeding into the narrative of exponentiality of software. And a very recent um, and interesting analogy was recently kind of uh, posed to me. The fact that we're moving away now from a nuclear-dominated world to a software-dominated world. And what I mean by this is, within the case of smaller nations, they don't have the capacity and the capital to invest with the nuclear capabilities. Therefore, the incentives now are aligning towards focusing on software that is going to produce results, software that is on par in terms of power with nuclear weaponry, uh, some may argue. So you definitely have these, these changes in incentives, a uh, change in dynamic when it comes to the future of warfare. And this is in conjunction with augmented virtual mixed reality, uh, including the new era of software, in which is upon us, according to this employee. Apparently, data-driven operations have the ability to rapidly accelerate time to decision, shifting the balances of global power on a dime. This does not change the nature of existing threats. New, previously unimagined threats now emerging every day from familiar and new threat actors. This is feeding into what I was just writing about and I recorded uh, in video and audio format. Uh, regarding Stanley Druckmiller and Ray Dalio and their thesis of human organization and their thesis uh, actually at, at a very granular le level of, of world power changes and how China is likely to become the nation uh, that, that, that wins the world power race ahead of the US if any nation is going to win. They believe that China is the one that is going to win. Um, and they mention a range of reasons, including the military advantage um, in conjunction with the economic advantage that China has. China's GDP is around 13.7 trillion, whereas the US is around 20. So um, so you have a, a race building in which China is the second biggest economy in the world, whilst also their military advantage is incredibly strong. And the use of data-driven operations within the governmental sector and from a nation-state's perspective could drastically shift the balance of, of global power on a dime. And feeding into what Alex Kopp has been saying for many years now, the fact that this is now a kind of combination of kinetic power, um, namely physical weaponry, conventional forms of warfare, uh, heroism from the humans, as we've seen within Ukraine, in conjunction with digitalized warfare, in which totally changes and shifts uh, the paradigms within war. Previously had a war-torn environment in which um, the, the nation basically with the most money and the ability to invest and buy physical weaponry, namely guns, nuclear, whatever it was, uh, in the biggest scale. These were the nations that inevitably won the war. Now you have a changing dynamic, as we've seen within Ukraine, in which you don't necessarily have to have uh, the, 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 the most um, amount of money when it comes to the budget of, of, of the DoD. You don't have necessarily have to have the, the most capital to invest within nuclear weaponry. If you have the use of software, uh, this can drastically change the paradigm in which uh, previously was actually unimaginable. So you have a reiteration of the exponentiality and, and software within the government, shifting time to decision-making and shifting the balances of power uh, on, a, on a dime. And I can't help but relate this to the commercial sector in which I believe is, is going to be transformed by software usage in the next few years. There's going to be a clear distinction between the organizations that use software and the organizations that don't. And whilst now it may seem uh, fairly un unimaginable, um, in the future I think it's inevitable almost that this trend is going to occur. 
In order to accelerate AI innovation, the Palantir um, employee writes that the US needs to invest in development and retention of an AI-focused and literate workforce. The focus should not merely be on innovation for innovation's sake. Rather, we need to cultivate a widespread understanding of machine learning at the highest echelons of government with full awareness of the possibilities, risks, and most importantly, why it's so critical that this could be embraced so quickly. This feeds into another thing that Bray Dalio was stating, the fact that the US is at a disadvantage in many areas. We have a recent cultural divide and a huge um, kind of bipartisan hatred almost uh, within the US, specifically within the, the West generally. And this is kind of... Uh, culminated in, in major cultural wars from a government level, also from a societal, individualistic level. If your neighbour voted for Trump, you likely hate him. If your neighbour voted for the opposing party, you likely hate him. The same is true uh, within the upper echelons of government, unfortunately. And Stanley Druckenmiller and Ray Dalio both reiterate the point that this could be a major cause for concern when it comes to decision-making processes, hence why they believe there's a possibility that China could become a leading world power uh, within the next few years because you have this inefficiency you have this unproductivity you have this poor decision-making process within governments based on these cultural wars based on the structure of government and the incentives uh, that are poorly aligned i would argue right now many decision makers may be hesitant seeing only the unknowns around ai the headlines falsely touting the rise of sentient ai or the idea that ai is going to negatively impact the american workforce the proper response to the skepticism is to focus on how ai empowers humans to work faster to make more informed decisions. This is absolutely critical in the defense and intelligence communities where speed is the ultimate goal of deploying AI machine learning models. With widespread education on these technologies from the battle space to the boardroom, we can not only assure uh, and, and really reduce the, the, the fears associated with AI, uh, and, and, and we can also kind of dismantle some of the misleading claims, but we can also say why it's essential why the US speeds up its adoption. So the commercial sector, once again, the employee Palantir reiterates the fact that the commercial sector must be vital uh, in terms of developing world-class independent model testing, performance monitoring, and hardening capabilities uh, with increasingly um, rigid algorithmic decision-making consequences in these situations. Through the processes like this, the US will be able to deploy models to empower the military decision-makers in critical theatres such as the South China Sea with confidence. Once again, reiteration of the importance of commercial space and touching upon an interesting potential issue, uh, very subtly there, the fact that companies like Google, who are based within the US, are working with adversarial nations like China uh, for the so-called Manhattan Project of AI. And this has been a concern that Peter Thiel has spoken about for many, many years, the fact that these nations that work within the US, they should either work with the US government for military capabilities, because this is increasingly important within the modern day, or they should justify why they're working with China over the US, and therefore this would give a much different consensus towards the company, he argues. He also states here that the time is now. If adversaries create this innovation pipeline first, their technology adoption rate is going to continue to accelerate. The US must reform its own processes to expedite this technology to the field, but it must do so in a way that creates trust among decision makers, war fighters, and everyone in between. This goal must be pursued with end user confidence in mind. This confidence is going to drive uh, an increased deployment, which is going to lead to the ultimate goal of continued domination by the US and its allies in the race to remain the global leaders. To create this new efficient process, the government must, must invest in technology and processes being developed by the top engineers and data scientists in country, 
One other issue that is very interesting, I believe, is within the realm of software, within the realm of technology, uh, this is not linear in terms of talent. Often within these organizations, the top 5% of talent within a software company, they produce 95% of the value within that software company. It's kind of unreal how much the top talent can increase productivity of an organization from a nation state's point of view. If you have the best talent coming to your, to, to, to your nation, if you have the best talent overall uh, incentivized to work within your nation, if you can cultivate the best talent, then overall, from a holistic level, this is likely to lead to drastic productivity improvements in terms of um, what your software can do, how good your software is, the superiority in comparison uh, to other software solutions. They mentioned, once again, the Panther employee says, in his writing that time is of the essence and these minds are standing by to solve the government's most pressing data problems. The rest of the world is also work working to find these solutions to create confidence AI-driven strategies, but whoever opens the floodgates first, responsibly and with confidence, may run well ahead of the other packs. So a very interesting article by this employee at Palantir. You can read the whole thing on dantons.com if you're interested. Speaking towards why the US cannot assume any advantage within the AI race, you're watching Dantons.